the world has just flipped on you, aka the beginning of grief. You've had to see your loved one's name in the obituary and probably were the one who wrote it. That's surreal. You've dreaded the funeral, not knowing how you would make it through, but smiled kindly and authentically at all the people who wanted to show their love and support as they walked through the line. All of that is so hard to bear. And if this occurred during the most restrictive times of COVID, then there is the loss of all those things that further complicate it. In either case, life has just flipped. After the funeral and the busy month of support, people have to return to their lives. And I know I resented that fact a little bit, but I also knew it was a part of life. So now what? Everything is overwhelming. You can hardly breathe, but you're expected to go on with life as before. Where do you start? In today's episode, I share the four actions to take now in the beginning of your grief. These four things are the most helpful and healing of all things. So put your time and your energy into these and let the rest fall away. Hey friend, welcome to the Grief to Great Day podcast. Do you feel like you're going crazy? Is the shower the only place for you to really cry? Are you surrounded by people, but you still feel all alone? Do you want to be the you you were before your loved one died, but you have no idea how to get there? I'm Steph Cabanis, Southern by choice, wife, turtle triathlete, Jesus follower, and fellow traveler in the journey of grief. I too struggled to breathe, questioned God and my faith, and thought I would never be happy again. But God took my brokenness and he turned it into a breakthrough. So if you're ready to understand how to navigate grief, lean into your faith and take just one step towards healing, then bring your ugly cry, get into a comfortable place, even if that's your bed right now, and let the healing begin. Girl, there's hope for your future. Come on in the house and let's get to the couch. I'm Steph and this is Grief to Great Day. I want to thank you all for showing up for your healing. That's what you're doing by listening to this podcast. You're going after support and understanding and community. I also want to give a shout out to one of the countries this podcast is downloaded in because I am blown away that it's been downloaded in almost 30 countries. Today's spotlight is Yugoslavia. That's so cool. And as for the U.S., Texas is the state with the most downloads. I share that as a tangible reminder of the need for grief support and the fact that you are not alone. Today, we're going to talk about the steps to take when your grief is new. The moments after the funeral, and particularly around the first month, are the most surreal because you don't know which side is up and you're expected to figure out how to continue to live. You're expected to be the you you were before, do what you did before, and be okay in less time than is realistic. It's overwhelming. The loss of a loved one is one of the hardest things you will ever have to go through. But where do you turn for help? Now, I've shared a lot of this information throughout the past episodes, but was asked to kind of pull it all together. So this episode and next week, I have organized the four most important steps to take when first walking out this thing called grief. By now, 
You've heard the Kubler-Ross stages of grief. Dabda, that sounded dark. <laughs> Denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. And that model has been the standard since it was introduced probably in the 60s. The theory is ingrained in our culture, and it's significant because it's helped dying and death be less taboo. It's been criticized for not being based on empirical data, but in general, I believe it's been very helpful to bring about dialogue. Now, there are other models of bereavement, and Valeria shared a couple last week, including individual grief pathways. They're becoming more recognized in understanding the process. Now, in my experience, I needed practical help to go to the grocery store successfully, and I needed to be able to question God without feeling like I was without faith. So I created my own grief model. I really did because it was an easier way for me to share it more understandably. I am not expecting it to gain widespread acceptance for two reasons. One, it's practical. It's not theoretical. And two, it's faith-based, which our culture does not appreciate or accept the fact that without God, there's no real peace and no true healing. So let me quickly introduce the practical stages of grief to a great day. The stages are breathe, laugh, live, flourish, and share the road. In the first year, my biggest success was not having to take those weird deep breaths. This is where the shock of the situation gives way to the reality and the pain increases exponentially. Feels like you can't breathe. This is the hardest stage because it's the newest and you're trying to navigate and get your bearings. When you are consistently breathing normally, the next huge milestone is to laugh. This stage showcases the irony in healing. You want to be able to laugh again, but when it happens, you are thrown back into trying to catch your breath because how could you laugh? Your loved one has just died. How can it be okay to laugh when the world has changed without your consent? Another example in this stage is when you're further into the first year and you feel like you've made progress and something happens. Valeria calls them triggers and I call them minefields. It makes you feel like you're starting all over again. The irony is that you are progressing, but it feels more like regressing. The stages are not linear, but they are a good way to know where you are in the process. And by knowing that, kind of get an idea of the best steps to take during that time. Now, when you are breathing and then you're laughing again and it doesn't make you feel guilty, then you'll have the ugly laugh day. It's that kind of laugh that's not just laughing at a joke, but it's from deep inside. It may come out like the snagglepuss laugh, like there's just air coming out. This will throw you too, but it doesn't throw you in a deep pit. It's just a shallow pit now. So usually until this point, a future is too far from your reality to believe in. But when you are here, now is a good time to start thinking about what a future may look like for you. The last two, Flourish and Share the Road, they happen later on when you are finding your purpose after loss. During the beginning practical stages of Breathe, Laugh, and Live, there are four things you need to take action on to move forward. And you have to do this on a pretty consistent basis. And you have to do this when you don't feel like it. And you'll never feel like it. So the point is you still have to do this. 
Now, it doesn't matter if you are an inchworm, a turtle, a snail, or a slug. Pick your favorite critter. Slow is absolutely fine, but move you must. If you are thrown back into just trying to breathe again, then just keep doing what you are doing. Don't overthink why or how to get out of the pit. Just keep doing the things I'm getting ready to share. These four things are incredibly important and anything you do right now should be celebrated. So the four things are pursue God, understand grief, process daily life, and seek support. I'm going to spend our time today on the first one and then next week the remaining three. An easy way to remember these four things is by thinking of pups, you know, like a cute little dog. P-U-P-S, pursue God, understand grief, process daily life, and seek support. Number one, and the one and only for today, pursue God. C.S. Lewis said, life with God is not immunity from difficulties, but peace in difficulties. This is the most important And it's not theoretical, philosophical, or theological. It is relational. So I'm not saying these words without the knowledge and experience of how powerful this is for you as a Christian. When life gets hard, we tend to back away from God. So when you're going through grief, it can get really messy. Not that God steps away from you, but that you have a hard time going to him. The difference between the world's way of grieving and how a Christian grieves is in the hope Jesus gives. Without God, your journey will be darker, harder, sadder, and longer. There's a peace that God provides that will change you. It will deepen your trust in his character and in the fact that he's got you. It is the difference between being in a storm and a storm being in you. So what are the actions that you must take when pursuing God? At this point, I really hope you will automatically say, pray, read, and rise. And I don't even care if you roll your eyes. But yes, the pray and read parts are the most important actions you can take right now. Charles Spurgeon wrote, there are two types of prayers, those expressed in words and the unspoken longings of silent meditation. Words are not the essence but the garments of prayer. That's pretty deep. That one might have to sink in. I'm going to say it again. There are two types of prayers, those expressed in words and the unspoken longings of silent meditation. Words are not the essence, but the garments of prayer. You may not be able to truly listen for God's voice as you pray and read, but the communication, the connection you have with the Lord is what will see you through another minute, another hour, and another day. It's the simplest and hardest thing in the world to do right now, but do it anyway. No perfect prayers are needed. You can just call Jesus' name over and over. 10 minutes today are far better than an hour planned for tomorrow. Paul wrote in Romans 8, 26 to 27, likewise the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. God says, and this is our verse for the week, Matthew 6, 33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, 
and all these things shall be added unto you. All these things are all the things you need right now. So let's keep it very simple. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. I want to give you some um, podcast episodes that speak to the pray, read, and rise. And they are number two, 3.1, 3.2, and episode 11. So here's an action for you to take. Pray and read daily. Sounds so simple, but it's not. If you are struggling with this, then take five minutes to sit quietly. Just read one verse in the Bible and pray however long or short. If you haven't talked to God in a while, then pick a Christian song you like and sing along with it. And I've said that before because that is a way of praising God even in those hard moments. And you get a song in your head and in your heart, you'll wake up with Christian songs in your heart instead of all the worries that you can't put down. If the songs are too much, then just say Jesus. So do one of these three scenarios daily. You can do one of these scenarios daily. You can. The question is, will you? Right now, this is as important to you as the air you breathe. I'm not even being dramatic. I'm giving you a key for your future. God understands, God cares, and God heals. Your journey works for this week. You already know, but I'm going to give you an extra little tip. I want you to choose one of those things we just talked about. You do it for three minutes, for five minutes, for ten minutes right now. It doesn't matter. Just don't put it off until tomorrow. Because when tomorrow comes, I want you to do it again. You can use one of those dry erase markers. Do not get a permanent marker, please. Dry erase marker and draw a heart or a smiley face or even just a check mark on your bathroom mirror. You're in your bathroom every day. You can see this. You should have seven of whatever you choose, heart, smiley face, check, by next time an episode of this podcast is released. So if you're needing help or community, join us in the Grief Group for Christian Women. Yes, it's literally called the Grief Group for Christian Women. It's a private Facebook group. Or if you need more personalized help, I want to help you. Go to grieftograatday.com and set up an individual grief coaching Come as you are. It doesn't matter where you are in the grief process. I can help you navigate the next steps. And if you don't have a church home, you can visit my church, opendoorchurch.com. They have an online service. They actually have an online pastor now. Um, COVID has kind of changed the model. We do meet in person. So if you're in Eastern North Carolina, come on. But if you're not, you can check them out online. Links to both the Facebook group and the Open Door Church are in the show notes. In the meantime, remember who holds your future and keep on coming back to the house, keep sitting on the couch, and keep taking steps, however small, however slow, towards your healing. Thank you for being here today, for showing up. If this podcast has given you hope, encouragement, or helped you in any way, share it with a friend, either in a text or on your social platforms. Also, please subscribe, rate, and leave a written review on iTunes. It's a huge blessing for me to know that you're out there. Lastly, and this is important, you are not alone. Connect with me on the Grief to Great Day website, the link is below, and sign up for our free newsletters. I want to be able to pray for you by name. Remember, 
Grief isn't something you're going to get over, but a great day is something you can get to.